the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. This Thursday is Ascension Day, which marks the end of the 40-day season of Easter. And Ascension begins the season of Ascension, which is a 10-day period that looks forward to the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. Pentecost means 50th day, the 40 days of Easter plus the 10 days of Ascension equal the 50th day that is Pentecost. Today is Rogation Sunday, and the next three days in the prayer book are called Rogation Days. The word rogation comes from a Latin word that means to ask. Rogation days are days of asking or prayer. Historically, the prayer was offered for a successful harvest. Pentecost was the celebration of the barley harvest in the Old Testament. One medieval rogation tradition was to pray the litany in procession around the boundaries of the city, mainly with intention for a good harvest, for freedom from the crops, from blight, and for uh, good produce. For most of human history, faith in God was inseparable from agriculture. The very word agriculture in origin refers to the religious way of life that is centered on the cycles of planting and harvesting. The Industrial Revolution has separated most of us from the land and its cycles, and we are impoverished by this separation. <clears throat> by this, I do not mean to express naive nostalgia for a bygone era as though we wish we were still spending 12 hours of back-breaking labor in a field every day. Rather, I mean to highlight a simple truth. If God created a world in which the cycles of planting and harvesting are the foundation for the very nature of time and are also the foundation for his own self-revelation, then to move away from the field, from agriculture, is necessarily to move away from God. One thing we lose when we move away from the land is a natural sense of the creation as a gift and a natural sense of our dependency upon God, the giver of the gift. Before modern methods of irrigation and pest control, prayers offered to protect the crop from blight and to be brought to a good and fruitful harvest were prayers for the ability to eat. Drought and famine were catastrophic and life-threatening as they still are in many areas of the world today. Now, in the developed world, drought means we buy our food from somewhere else. Our modern outlook views this freedom from dependency upon God through nature is a good thing. Faith understands that this is a two-edged sword. The technology that frees us from living hand to mouth also gives us a sense of freedom from having to depend upon God. 
we don't feel we have to trust God because we have science, technology, insurance, savings, and modern medicine. Now, all of these things can be viewed as gifts to be received with thanksgiving and used faithfully. But these things can also become idols that we trust and depend upon instead of God. The cycles of planting and harvesting provide a central biblical analogy for life in Christ. The life we have in Christ is planted within us in baptism, and it grows according to principles of nature that are exactly the same as we observe in the field. During Easter, we proclaim, Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. On Easter day, when the body of Jesus came forth from the tomb, he was the first of many to be raised or harvested from the dead. Pentecost is the completion of this harvest. When the Holy Spirit descends upon the whole body of believers on Pentecost, the whole body is raised from death to new life. The faith and prayer of Jesus, his complete trust in God, is the foundation for the resurrection. Faith, this trust, is illustrated in the prayer in Gethsemane. Quote, if, if thou be willing, take this cup from me, nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done. On Good Friday, he surrendered himself to the Father, saying, into thy hands I commend my spirit. It is this perfect faith and trust that leads to resurrection and new creation for Christ and for those who are in Christ. As we learn to trust God day by day for our daily bread, we are raised from the death of sin into the life of righteousness. The life within us is nourished and grows, and the, quote, fruits of the Spirit are produced within us. Conversely, when we do not trust God, when we neglect prayer and abandon the attitude of faith, we come to depend upon ourselves and our own wisdom and technology. We become like planted fields that are not watered. We do not produce fruit. As Jesus said, quote, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. One thing that pulls us away from prayer is the idol of busyness. We value work and industry, and sometimes prayer can feel like we're just sitting there doing nothing. <clears throat> when questioned about what is going on in our lives, many of us respond, we're busy. 
We do not examine this word critically enough. Busy with what? Towards what end? A farmer can be busy with work that will produce a crop. A chicken with its head cut off is also busy, but his labor is not fruitful. A foundation of prayer is often the distinction between the two. Prayer does not stand in opposition to work. Our Lord worked very hard and he prayed fervently and diligently. St. Paul, who counsels us to, quote, pray without ceasing, also boasts that he, quote, labored more abundantly than the other apostles. Our prayer book is built upon Benedictine spirituality that teaches that prayer is work and work is prayer. The monastic hours of prayer created a daily cycle of prayer leading to work and returning to prayer. Our daily offices have this pattern. Morning prayer leads to daily work, which returns to evening prayer. Through prayer, we remember who God is and who we are in relationship to him. We remember the value of other people as bearers of God's image. We remember that it is our vocation to do good work to the glory of God and never merely to make money or achieve some result. Through prayer, we receive grace, wisdom, inspiration, and direction. Through prayer, we learn to listen to God, and our actions come to be rooted in Christ. Prayer makes us farmers who are planting, nourishing, and harvesting good. Without prayer, we are more like dying chickens. The Rogation Sunday lessons combine the themes of prayer and work. Jesus says, ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. St. James tells us, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. The connection should be obvious. For what should we pray? We should pray for the grace, wisdom, and direction to do the will of God. When we are led by grace, to do God's will, our joy is indeed full, and we are blessed in our work. Without prayer, life is too busy. There are too many things to do and not enough time. There are too many thoughts and distractions roaming through our minds. There are too many problems and the challenges are too big. Through prayer, we learn that God has given us just the exact amount of time we need to do exactly the things he has called us to do. Prayer gives us the wisdom to sort out what is fruitful from what is fruitless and to act accordingly. 
This is the pattern of the liturgy. We come to offer ourselves, our souls and bodies to God in Christ. We offer our confessions, intercessions, doubts, and uncertainty. We offer to God the big confusing picture. God gives us back forgiveness, healing, wisdom, strength, guidance, and direction. He gives us back our particular vocation to do the particular good works that he has called each of us to walk in. We bring to God our disorder and chaos, and from this God brings forth the order and beauty of his new creation in our lives. Rogation Sunday challenges us to consider again the place of prayer in our lives. Human ingenuity may help us with efficiency and productivity, but a good harvest is still the product of a prayerful dependence upon God, who is the giver of all good gifts. As Jesus tells us in our gospel, quote, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.